What's up, guys? Hey, look, I'm I'm just want to let you guys know this was a pre-recorded episode, but it's so crazy to me. It's super crazy how like it's so relevant to today's times and everything that's going on. So I can't wait to release this right now. My guy Trey and uh, my guy Josh McMillan. Oh my God, you guys, I cannot wait. But I just wanted to share thoughts about the thing in Minnesota right quick with George Floyd. I want to say how when we did this podcast, it actually was the Ahmaud Arbery situation, and it's so crazy how these going to parallel when you guys take a listen. But with George Floyd and the incident going out there in Minnesota with people burning, I want to say it's two parts to it. The first part, I will say that, you know, there is a side to it where, you know, it's trauma, you know, trauma at the certain highest degree will end up into destruction. Like, you know, it's hard for people to keep getting poked on. It's like if somebody just keep poking you, right? And they're just poking you, poking, poking you, like stop. And you keep poking you, poking, poking, and they like stop. And then they keep poking you. And now that person that got mad, then turn off and hit you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Just hit you right in the face, whatever the case is. But what that says is like, you can only poke people for the long, t- uh, long amount of time. You can only like poke people in a sense of like in- injustice. You can only poke people into like feeling like they're not equal or not worth anything or their value is low. You can only push people to the brink, to the last brink, and that's destruction. So what you're seeing is a is a is a reason why people are destructive. Because I think like a lot of people always look at you know the th- the thing and the property and the stuff, and people are like oh my gosh, oh my god, look what they're doing. But at the same time, you got to understand the why, and I think the why is the uh, the biggest picture in this whole thing is that you know you poked a, a community a certain amount of culture and of black culture and black people for a long time and now you're seeing the fruit of people just getting to that brink of like you know going crazy and doing that you know but what you're going to see in this podcast is how we're going to revert it into christianity and how we can uh, bridge this gap you know um and then the other part to it i don't condone you know the buildings being burnt i'm not saying that at all either you know but you know i do understand the why i understand the why but only reason I just, the only thing that i think about when the buildings burn is just the people that has to go to work the next day and are they gonna be able to pay their rent and stuff the next few few months or whatever the case is after it's over with that's the only thing i think about but other than that you know you gotta understand the why you know but that's no here no there i'm gonna let you guys go and do y'all thing all right guys listen listen to this podcast it's gonna be super dope um just want to address that real fast all right i'm out what's up what's up with the culture i don't know you tell me how y'all doing out there how y'all feeling peeps i got uh some guests on here today and i got one of the guests you know the one the only you know not the myth but the legend (laughs) ladies and gentlemen what's up man yes sir yes sir what's up brother how you you doing man can you hear me good man i can hear you straight i can hear you straight good man I'm, i'm excited to be on the show today Man, glad to have you, man. For the people that don't know you, Josh, please introduce yourself. You know what I mean? Let them know who you are, you know, and then, you know, we can go. Yes, sir, man. Well, I'm just a bond servant of Christ. Now, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, glad to be in the number one more I'm time. just, listen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Giving glory and honor to <laughs> No, man. <laughs> Man, I'm just man. I'm a I'm a I'm an influencer based in Houston, Texas. I'm a preacher, a creative. I'm an artist. I'm a poet. Uh, kind of you know in several different spheres. But ultimately, man, I just uh, set out to uh, serve God and serve the people and help people be the best version of themselves uh, and just awaken people to their destiny, bro. Man, that's super dope, man. And um. 
just kind of like just thinking about like you know how we've met and how we've how we grown in a friendship right like yeah. like you know like we just i don't even know how this even came about bro like <laughs> right like you know you ever get in relationships and I friends with people you. and you have no clue where you came about yeah. in the friendship right you end up being in it exactly it's just it's just a blur it's just gonna happen it was divine appointment (laughs) yeah uh uh-oh man that's my other guest coming on here ladies and gentlemen this is another goat a legend not the myth himself uh standing at 6'4 250,000 pounds of straight muscle my guy trey celestine what's up brother hey man it's good (laughs) it's good to hear from you bro miss you man Man, miss you too. Trey, I got my other guy on here, Josh McMillan, too, man. So y'all got to meet each other, man. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. How you doing, Josh? Man, I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Oh, great, man. Great. It's been a crazy month. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been wild. Man, so that's why I got y'all on here. Let's have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I call a great podcast. So uh, I've been having these dope podcast so far i've been doing a few with a lot of different people and um i was just thinking about you two guys and like just thinking about how both of you are are rare and y'all both have different weight and different like leverage that i love about you guys Mm -hmm. um and so it's like man i just it'll be amazing if you could just get three people on a conversation that probably two people that probably never met but be in the same wavelength you know what I mean? And yeah. see how that how that could like cultivate a, a, a nation and a culture of people to where we realize that it's simple just sitting down and having conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same token, before I begin that, Trey, introduce yourself to the people that do not know you, man, that may want to know about you, man. Yes, yes. So my name is Trey Celestina from Lake Charles, Louisiana, born Greatest and raised. Yes, uh-huh. come on, greatest, greatest city, you know, greatest state <laughs> in the Ooh, United States, out. you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I grew up in a household of seven women, and so only male in my family. Um, graduated from Barb High School, and from there I went to New Life Church in Colorado Springs to be a part of an internship and movement that was taking place there um, through a ministry called Desperation Ministries. Then after that, moved back to Louisiana where I reconnected with Rollin, which we played football together. Um, yeah. And played, well, against, against each other, actually. Yeah. He, he yeah. went to LaGrange. I went to Bar. Like, well, hold on. The greatest school on, in the city is LaGrange, but we'll, we'll talk oh. about that on another podcast. Oh. We'll talk about that on another one. Oh. We'll talk about that on another one. But... Um, from there, we connected and helped start a movement at in Lake Charles at New Life Church International. And so it was great with our boys, Piper and Lino. Yeah. And then My from, guys. And Isaac. Can't forget about Isaac, that voice. Man, oh classic. And Bro, then, I'm taking go, all of them. Go. Come on. Phenomenal guy. And so you're doing big things in Chicago now. And Shout out to Isaac. Chicago, shout out to Isaac. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from, from there, um, went to Oral Roberts University, got my education in counseling with a minor in business. And so now I'm an engaged man to a beautiful, beautiful woman of God named Becca Ooh, Bolger, future Celestine. And we both work here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Victory Church. Man, that's super 
fire. Bro. Dope, dope. I like dope. Bro, Josh, like that's what I like. I just like I just seen this guy just do all of these things, and I'm just like, wait a minute, Trey, you doing a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like Trey, you doing a whole bunch, bro. What what are you doing, man? And then like you in Oklahoma and in Tulsa and, and guys, y'all understand, like our conversations, all three of us, we all have dope conversations when y'all get on the phone with me. Trust me, it ain't gonna be nothing different in this conversation. Yeah. Um, but Let's go. first off, this podcast for sure, I'm gonna title this one, What's Up with Being Rare? And um, you know, it was something I was pondering on the other day, y'all. You know, some random deep thought, right? And uh I was looking at like a tiger and trying to figure out you know, like, what's the deal with an orange tiger? And mm-hmm. then there's this white tiger. and But the white tiger is, like, rare. And I'm like, man, why don't we see more white tigers? Like, I love white tigers. Like, those, I don't know what happened when I seen a white tiger. But, like, it didn't have blue eyes. And it was just, like, it was different. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you normally see a tiger. You see the you see the Bengals or you see a, a team or uh, whatever the case is. They're going to support the orange and black. So that's what's the norm. You know, you only yeah. seen an orange and black tiger, you know. Then it was like, for the first time ever, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> a tiger could be white? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> never know that. You know, so it was something about that rareness, that 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 um, that um distinctness. And like, just something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sparked the interest and it sparked like just the thought, like, what is it like to be rare, you know. And yeah. I can just start off with you, Josh, or whatever like that, bro. Just, you know, explain what you think, you know, what it's like to be rare with. Yeah. I- I, I love, 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 love that concept. One of the first things that come to mind when I think about uh, being rare is value. Hmm. Uh, whenever you have something that's unique and um, there there is a low quantity of that uniqueness, you know, your perceived value goes up. And so you see like things like cars and watches, even, you know, you have rappers talk about Richard Mills. Um, you know, these things that are, are created in limited quantity. And so I think at the end of the day, we all have some uniqueness um, yeah. divinely created within us that God, when he fashioned and formed us out of he had something rare in mind when he created us. And so, you know, our job is to really dive into that uniqueness and figure out how we are wired and or how we are rare. And once we discover yeah. how we are unique and our God-given destiny and then that that special fingerprint, you know, we have a unique fingerprint um, within us. And there's a, a, a coding, a DNA within us that if we discover that DNA, then we are able to tap into just our rarity and to release that into the earth and to actually walk in that rarity. There's a there's a divine enablement. There's a grace that's upon our lives because we recognize that there's no one else that can contribute what we're called to contribute to the earth. And that rarity, when people see you, the actual you, the, the full version, the greatest um, expression of you, they're like, wow, there's no other person in the earth that's like that. And so um, that just kind of creates opportunities. It creates doors. It creates ways for you to express that rarity. And um, and when you like I, I love people who are them, like even you see in, in like the hip hop industry, like the, the people who 
who rise yeah. to the top the fastest are the people who are uniquely them. Like no one yeah. ever like is like, oh wow, this is another version. Of this this no, this is there's yeah. only one Kendrick Lamar. There's only one J Cole. There's only one this this this. And so that is the leverage that we have that as we Sheesh. as we understand what we bring to the table and we put energy into that uniqueness into that rarity, it it cause a uh, causes a, a drawing to us and as we yeah. understand that the drawing to us is not a drawing to us it's really just an avenue for a drawing to him that our heritage is bro. just a door and an opportunity opportunity opening for us to glorify jesus and people are like man there's something different about you and yeah there is something different about me but the, the thing that you really want to know about i'm cool i'm dope you know i got swag i got this i got that but what you really want to understand about me is the person that's living on the inside of me, Christ, uh, yeah. the living God. So, um, yeah, those are just a, a couple, a couple initial thoughts that when when you were talking, sheesh, you came up. bro, shoot, sheesh, bro, like bro, <laughs> sheesh, man, no, like sheesh, but no, for real, yes, sir, yes, sir. Look, what's crazy is, and I'm gonna get to you, Trey, because we're coming to you right with it. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I'm just, I'm just thinking about like, like, um. Like all of like just being in a background, like you know, we was I was like, man, we was raised off of like Jesus Christ being our rock, like you know. Yeah. And I was like sitting here, like just pondering how, like just through my life, I'm like, man, like you know, you know, you know, my birthday was like yesterday or whatever the case was, and I was just in there and I was just like thinking about, okay, so God, what was it, you know? And then when I was a little kid, I always wanted to play the piano, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And since I've been playing the keyboard since I was in the fourth grade, you know, so like I've I've just and I was like, what was that desire for me to want to do that? Like what came up out of me to say I want to play and then learn by ear and then do what God has blessed in the in like in the many a seasons. Right. right. Yeah. But I look at it. and I'm like, well, what was the foundation before me wanting to play the piano? It was me going to church and it was me being like rooted in. I believe Jesus died and rose up from the grave. So now I'm like when you grow up and you get older and there's these different things coming at you, these different like ideologies, these different things people want to throw, um, you can always just be remiss or be reminded that your foundation is still simple. Mm-hmm. The simple belief of Christianity is if you believe that Jesus died and rose up from the grave, you yeah. shall not perish but have everlasting life, yo. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's so like good. that's the if that's the foundation of your life, bro. It don't matter what's the, it don't matter what nobody say no more, cause they like that don't even that don't even Honestly. trickle down. Text, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That don't even that don't even even if you root your life on, you know, if you root your life that Jesus died on the cross and rose and he rose with every last bit of power. You know what I'm saying? And you believe that and confess that, bro. You good? Like don't let nobody change that belief. Let that be your root for the rest of your life. And then you know they're gonna have a lot of th- people that try to root that, you know, or try to debate it. But that's not for nor here nor there. I've only seen the fruit of my life because of this foundation. You know, simple foundation that's is, good. is what, what the keys to life. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the rarity, Trey, what you thinking about that, bro? Because Josh threw a lot and he just got me turned up. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, think, start the time. I, I think I just want to jump off of what Josh was saying um, with being rare and seeing the the value in it, I think um, what plays a big part of it is First Corinthians four nine. 
out of the message translation, it says, we're the Messiah's misfits. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm reading this book called Misfits by Chris Durso. And I think it's just re- so relevant right now. And he defines it, a misfit, as one who is uncomfortable with his or her surroundings and is, and is seen as disturbingly different from others. Mm-hmm. And when you're rare and when and as children of God, we're called to be set apart. We're called to be different than the rest of the world. And it's not a bad thing, but we were created to bring change, to bring forth glory for God, you know? And one who walks out in the rarity of God goes against the grain, but it's the right thing to do. Mm. And, and, and as one who is a, is a misfit, you're called not to fit in but to see ways in which you can set the grain for others to follow you after Christ. And I think a perfect example is Daniel. Daniel went against the grain, against what the king wanted him to do, and felt something different within him arise and say, you know what, instead of complying with what the king wants and eating his foods, he felt a different stirring within his heart that, hey, I'm going to eat this, what we call now the Daniel's fast, but I'm going to do this instead. And from there, you saw what everything, what followed from that. You know, he went against, he stayed with what was in his heart, what God had put in his heart. And from there, you saw what happened with the king. He brought favor with the king. And it goes goes with the, the Psalms that God will bring forward influence with people of high places, you mm-hmm. know. But that so, only happens when you stay true to who you are, holding core, holding true close to the core within you, and that's not compromising what God has called called you to do, what He's called who He's called you to be, yes, and where He's called you to go. Because no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you become, it's when you're in that furnace, as you saw with. Um, Rashad, Meshach, and Abednego, when you're mm-hmm. in that furnace and you have a, no matter what happens, even if he doesn't mm-hmm. come to my aid, I yeah. know that he is still faithful. You know, I know that he is still for me and I will not compromise my calling. Your calling is the one thing to your DNA that sets you apart from anything else, it's good. from everyone it's good. else. And like what Joshua is saying, it's, it's, it's that thing you're one person that can only fulfill the calling that God has placed mm-hmm. on this earth to reside. No one else can do it. No one else can speak it. But it's something that is that is encoded within your DNA that the world must receive. And I heard Bill Johnson mm-hmm. said he said he he lives a life with the mission of the I owe the world an encounter with God. With the God, with the God that 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 you've discovered, the truth that you found, people around you need that. And when you have that, when you have that revelation within you, it changes the course of action in which you walk. And so I think when you're when you're true to the value of yourself, you're true to the rarity in which in which you're called to walk out in. And that's that goes against what our society says and just fit in and just get by. But no, your call to stick out and set a new path. Mm. Fire. Fire. Yeah. Man. Wow. 
All right, so you guys, okay, y'all, all right, man. First off, if y'all not getting nothing out of this, I can't. Sometimes you can be just so speechless. Uh, what's, what's going on? And now you got to follow up now, and I got to try to host this thing and not try to be like, what the world is going on on the podcast right now? But I knew it would be like this. Um, So, man, because I got so many questions that I want to ask, and I don't know which ones to pick, you know? But, uh, but for sure... I'm thinking more so like, okay, I got some dope questions later for both of y'all that y'all gonna like, so for sure. Um, but initially, like, what it is, what is it, what is it like for people in today's society to want to get with that? Like, what's what's what you like? What's holding people back from wanting to get with that when it seems like you know sometimes society be looking better. People sometimes be acting like, oh, society don't look the world don't look as good as the man. Look, man, sometimes that joke will look a little better. You know what I'm saying? So the question is, how do you control that narrative? Um, you know, kind of just playing this app, like playing this alley for you. Um, like, how could that person that has this question, or whatever the case is, like just think about the, the life that we're talking about and the life that, if you have a foundation on something, you'll be amazing. Like, how does that person leave or like retrain their mind to to pivot? Oh man, that's the word pivot, man. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to my bro, man. Mm-hmm. He overcoming something major. God bless you, brother. We love you, man. You already know what it is. You know I'm gonna shout you out on my podcast. Hey, it's up, brother. But that was a random shout out. But he know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, but he told me pivot the other day, and um, just in a sense of, just in a sense of like I was telling people, uh, Charles, I think it was Charles Darwin said, um, he said, um. It's not the strongest that survive. The weak are the uh, are the weakest that survive. It's the people that um that adapt to change that survives the most. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And um, and it's more so like, can you readjust and realign? So, with that question, how could y'all help that? I and Trey, you can start off on this. One. Okay, um, for sure. I think um, Stephen Furtick says it very well. Uh, he actually talked about pivoting in a Insta- recent Instagram post the, um, a couple of days ago, but he says a pivot is just a it's a it's a slow movement, but it's a change of direction, and and from there it can change the course in which you go up to make it to attempt a shot in basketball, you know. But pivoting, you're staying in the same position. I mean, you're staying in the same um, area, but you're just changing position. And so, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you saying that really made me think of that. I encourage all of you to go and listen to that uh, to that post because it was really good, and I think it's a great thing for leaders to to get even in such a time as we're living in right now, and and allowing God to pivot us in the direction he's wanted to take us in this new season with a new normal. And, but going back to your question, Roland, I think the world is, the world is appetizing itself. I mean, Satan is, Lucifer is the the king of this earth. And so he knows what's going to be appealing to the ear of God's children and so, I mean, that's why, honestly, I mean, in every, in every movie, the bad person has the coolest stuff, you know, <laughs> he has the coolest gadgets, but it's, but I think, I think what, what is so neat, yes, they have the, the coolest, like, if you want to go 
to any movie that have the coolest cars or that have the coolest guns or whatever. And, but when you really think about it, I think of to the story of David and Goliath, Goliath was in our society, the world. He had all the cool stuff. He was the big bad guy on the block, but it was the simplicity of what David brought to the table that allowed God to use him in a mighty way. And a lot of times it's not going, having the, the, the newest pairs of Jordans, it's not having the, not the nicest watch, the nicest car or clothes, but sometimes it's, whoa, just, whoa, coming, whoa. it's just coming with a simple whoa. word or presenting yourself in a simple way that allows God to use you. And I think even in this uncertain times, this is really bringing us back to the art of what God yeah. has called us to do. Mm-hmm. That is simple worship, the simple gospel and taking out all the uh, exclusive of what of what we've created Christianity to be. And God is saying, I want to get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think looking at the story of David and Goliath, there's a way of looking back at the basics because Israel had gotten to a point where they thought that they were the the baddest people on the block until they met Goliath. And then from meeting Goliath, they took someone that was in the valley that was walking out in in simplicity the most with God that brought back the that brought them into victory, you know? And so I think I think it's a way of God showing that no matter how far how far you go or how far you come to to experience who I am I will always bring you back to the basics to where you remember so good, who I dude. am you know and so I think the world is appetizing but it's it's one who stays true to their to their to their to the value that's within them and that doesn't lose sight of that that allows God to continue and I think from there what that is is one that is that continues to live a life of humility and one that is humble because God promotes the God promotes the meek. God promotes those who walk in humility, and He continues to use them throughout the gospel. And I think that's a reason why you really saw such growth with John the John the Baptist, or even um, Paul and Peter, because they they kept such closeness closeness with God, and they walked yeah. in such meekness and humility, which allowed God to use them. Yeah, for sure. For sure, my goodness, uh, Josh, what you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree uh, with what Trey was thinking. One of the things that <clears throat> that uh, kind of sparked my mind when he was talking was one of the one of the fundamental truths that I kind of live by and kind of minister from is that there's a you that God had in mind before the world got a hold of you. Yeah, and so like. Like before the foundation of the earth, God had like I I imagine him almost as like like two K like creating a player like he he already had all the qualities like all the aspects of your life all the elements your makeup your your unique design before you ever got in the world and then you yeah. know he pushes play and you come into the world and you come into the midst of sin and, and darkness and calamity and you've got trauma you're going through you've got anxiety you got worry you got imperfect parents you've got friends you got humanity you've got just the plight of men you got racism you got all of these things that completely go against the you that god had in mind 
And so the yeah. process to steal uh, a Bill Johnson quote is to repent. And like the word repent is repent, re again. And pent is a, like a penthouse, a high place. Yeah. And it's like re, to repent yeah. means to go back to a high place. Well, where, when, what, where we have, right? And so like God had already had this, this Jeez, um, thought process that we have to we have to undo <laughs> the residue of the world the processes <laughs> of the world and yeah. so that, that's really the area that the enemy loves to like uh, dwell in like we you know obviously there's spiritual warfare there's wickedness in high places you know that people can you know be influenced by the bonnet spirits and powers but you know we i think we give too much credit to that it, you know i think where he really like the place yeah. that he really like like what his strong point is in between our two ears like he is yeah, a master the of the mind. he is a master deceiver he is a yes. his, his skill set his 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 ability to manipulate and to pervert is out of this world and yeah. so he that's where that's the work he does even in our childhood is to and because he understands never catch wind of how we it's a wrap like it's he, over yeah he, he cannot allow us to get momentum and so he he does whatever he can you see even in the bible like he always tried to uh, destroy the child at birth with Moses yeah. and with Jesus like he whatever he can do to get a head start in messing up your identity he's gonna do it and so you know we just have to do the work of discovering you know first God and within discovering God we then discover the beat of ourselves and it, it puts the world's version of us and our and God's version of us in perspective and we're able to see clearly the beauty of how we were made and once we do, we taste and see the beauty of how we were made you know whatever the world prescribes for us just kind of when we're like oh man I don't want that <laughs> you know my daddy has something far yeah. better than me so I think that's one of the ways we can kind of create that um for far, sure bro far better far for better sure. bro like what you got you had some yeah trait? can I say something even to what go ahead to what go you ahead said, um Josh with with how God created us um some years ago the Lord showed me this and like that I'm 26 now. Mm -hmm. And so like 26 years ago, the creator of the universe birthed me into this world out of a dream and a vision that he saw that would bring glory yes, to his yes, kingdom. Sir. And out of that, that brought him pleasure, you know? Yes, and, and from there, it was the guy who, who, who is the constant dreamer mm -hmm. and is always seeing a way to envision his glory Jesus. to be upon this earth that he saw that the earth sends up petitions to the to the Lord saying God I need this we need mm -hmm. this right now mm -hmm. and out of that he sends a solution to that to that petition wow. he sends a solution to that problem and that each and every single one of us if we tap into it, we are we are a solution to that very thing that the yes, earth sir. sends out. That's and it. From there, that's why we are so unique because we're the only one that meets that very problem yes, that sir. was first asked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> man, both of y'all throwing 
playing balls over here. My goodness. But, you know, just to, um, man, I got, man, a few more questions, bro. But it's for okay. Sure, We're going to ride sure. out. Let's go. Right. But, um, but no, for sure, just thinking about how, like, uh, once you get into it, right, like, it's crazy. Once you get into what you love to do the most, like, it's still, like, dope. Like, it's just as dope as what you would think the world uh, offers, mm-hmm. right? Like, and people would think the world just has it, like, made out. And, like, I, I hate to say the world because it makes it seem like, you know, it's the churchish stuff, you know? Not, <laughs> out. not like that either. I want, I want people to feel me when they're on my podcast. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about none of that stuff. What I'm talking about is your plan and your purpose for your yeah. life. And if you can't get to that point in your spot or where you live in at or where you at or where you position that in this moment, if you're not in the plight or in the position to want to have purpose and want to have a reason for living on the earth, not just existing, you know what I mean? But you're actually living and thriving on the earth. It's another reality that will like you can tap into and it will set you ablaze on a track way faster than you could mm-hmm. ever imagine yeah. because right when you're just right when you're just being patient right when you're just being patient about where you're in god begins to just take you faster than you could ever, ever imagine. imagine i remember i was a teller at, at chase i was i was a banker at chase but i was a teller first and uh i took the position in january and um i always tell people the story but like i was i was a teller in january bro and just get in there and I told the people in the interview, I'm not going to be a teller long. Like, I'm ready to move up to the banker position. Um, but I will take the job as a teller, though. I will start off small, do what I got to do, you know. And then most of the people, when I get in there, it takes you about a year to become a banker. You're going to be, a, you got to, it, it takes a year. It takes you a year before you're in the corporate structure for you to become a banker, you know. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. Like, they don't know right. what I know. They don't know what I've been, they don't know, they don't mm-hmm. know me, you know what I mean? So they don't know my makeup. So when people even throw stuff at y'all and try to throw negative things at you and all this stuff like this, don't give in to none of that. That's another side thought. Don't give in to none of that because they don't even know you, bro. They don't know your core structure. They don't know that your foundation is because, you know what I'm saying? Jesus lives. I live too. Yeah. You know, so now when you do these things and you go out in your structure, right, that's what you do live in. I'm living in my structure. When you're in your purpose, you're living in your structure. So now when you're living in that structure, now like, what took a year i got promoted in four months come on i love it i love it like like jesus like you can say with the water and wine thing jesus just does that in a moment why the best wine takes yes sir you know what i mean but jesus jesus snapped his finger and had the bed the the, the man at the wedding like oh my god this is the best wine jesus christ what yeah literally jesus christ that's who did it that's who made made that wine you know that was him um but at the same token that's all i'm saying is like living it you got to have something deeper in you and wanting that purpose and wanting that's driven we're just letting you guys know that there's an extra tick you can take and when you take that extra tick you know what i mean i always like to you know just get it real practical so we can go somewhere um when you take that tick you know what i'm saying your life will be in a trajectory of just great beautiful faith and great beautiful life and then you end up with something else i want to talk about you end up with having a wife josh and you end up having a fiance trey and i end up having a come fiance. on yeah like how old are we and josh now i look trey i'm gonna let josh talk because he the vet yeah. right now you know what i mean he the vet in the game in the married life so he got to give us some pointers uh trey real fast what is first of all how old are you josh how old are you trey real fast I am 28. 
I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 28. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad okay. when, you forget, when you start to forget your age. Exactly, exactly. Some, some of it is denial too. Some of it's like, Damn, man, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking, I'm knocking, but Bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 26, and I'm 27. Just yesterday. Go, so go. Wait, happy yesterday? birthday, man. Happy Let's man. go. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, I was just really trying to just say like 27 because I'm just like, bro, this is a, like we. Most people. Man, come on, man. <laughs> it's a, at this age, like, you know what I mean? Just at our ages, bro. Like, you know, people would say this is what's supposed to be going on, you know. But at the same token, there's the dude side, bro. You know our side of that thing. Like, I remember I had a guy, you know what I'm saying, came up to me and Chalet was eating one place. And uh, he was just like, man, how do y'all do it at a young age? Like, how are y'all, what are y'all doing to be with each other and wanting to be with somebody for the rest of your life right now how do you know that yo um and to josh i'll tell you to answer that for me gotcha gotcha so <laughs> how, how how do you know that you know that that at a young age we're, we're meant to you know dive into this marriage thing gotcha yeah so yeah um yeah so we'll i will be married for seven years on june the first <laughs> wow <laughs> all right shout years, out, shout which out. is crazy because it seems like it's been two or three it's gone by super quick um but yeah so so as you right. can you know do your math uh i'm 28 we've been married for seven years which means we were babies <laughs> uh we were babies when we got married um and I, I i would just say that you you've got to recognize that number one you cannot fulfill your or not you not that you cannot should not dive into something that you can feel, fulfill alone like if god has yeah. truly called you to do something great it's just scary to the point where it's necessary that you connect yourself with someone that's going to help you fulfill what God put in, in your life. And so, you know, yeah. you know, part of the grand scheme of, of um, the plan of God for many of our lives is that we have to have, you know, that connection and that camaraderie and that intimate space um, to, to fulfill our God-given destiny. And one of the, one of the biggest things early on being married is that we all kind of own world, our own universe, our our own world view. We come from different backgrounds, different you know pedigree, different uh, a different inheritance. We all we all bring something unique to the table, and so just uh, recognizing the different dynamics of number one, understanding who you are, and number two, understanding who that partner is. And so that you can work together because there's going to be just natural differences. Like when you come together, when there's a union, when there's a covenant, you know, you're bringing in your world, that person's bringing in their world and you've got to be strategic and you've got to have grace and humility to merge those two worlds together and um, just realize that, you know, you are, you're, you're in a partnership, you know, you're, you are no longer your own. <laughs> you, you know, you are you are the the sum total of um, your togetherness, your union, 
Um, and so, man, it's it's a beautiful process. You know, it's not easy at all. It's probably one of the hardest things in the world to do. But with the grace of God, with the presence of God, with the peace of God, and with uh, being in the will of God, He gives you this, just the ability, right? And, that, and that's with anything, like even in science, like the some some of the the natural chemical processes that um, that go into bridging two compounds together like that's a hard that's a hard process to, to do and so you know it, you just have to really lean upon the grace of God and really recognize just the beauty of God in the process of just stepping into your destiny with, with an individual um, and and there's a there's a certain connection that you recognize just a certain peace that God just puts in your heart like this is who you know, I'm supposed to partner with, I'm supposed to be union connection with. And, um, and it's a beautiful process. I don't know if that, if I answered your question, but, yeah. um, but yeah. yeah, no, you definitely did. I'm um, definitely, I just like to listen, take in. That's good, you know, bro. I'm man, taking it all in. You're super good. Man, Trey, what you thinking, brother? What, what made you want to do it, man? Um, man, I think, I think it's just a unique, art, like, the honor it is that God would grace you with the opportunity to to lead his daughter, you know? He's entrusting you with his daughter, with his daughter's heart. And I think that's the, that's the biggest honor of them all when the creator of the universe gives you his very own. And especially when we're, when we're called to, to love and, and care for her as we do the church, as Christ does the church, you know? And I think that in itself and just being, knowing that we can do damage for the kingdom of heaven together is the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing. Marrying, like knowing that I'm about to marry my best friend in four months. And that we get to do life together yeah. and yeah. we get to grow together. And I know that at the end of the day, when he comes, that he will, that she will know him more. It won't just be, it won't just be a, oh, like, I feel, I feel like there will be, there will be three different, three, three different types of people that will, that will view God when, on the day he comes. The person that has true intimate relationship that knows him for who he is and 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 the attributes of, of who he is as a person, not just a God. You have the person that was just, that they just got by. You know, they, they gave their life to God years ago. And they said, you know what? I gave my life to God, I'm doing it. And then, but they never really get to know who Jesus is. And then you have the person, as he says, as he says, um, that if you just call on my name, you will be saved at the at the end of times. So if you just call, and those are the people that just they just <laughs> slid in by the by the by the sliver on their teeth, you know. <laughs> but but ever since I was a young boy, I wanted I wanted my wife to know that I would do all that I can, and that together we will get to know who He is. And set aside what He can do for us, but I want to know that she will know Him. For for his for his true attributes of who he is, his character, and when she get when she gets to heaven, that she would know 
God in such a way and that where she will continue the same relationship and conversation she had on earth in heaven. And so that was what really brought me joy that, that he gave me the, the opportunity and the honor to, to take care of his beloved daughter, to do ministry together for the kingdom of heaven and for her to have relationship with him that will carry us into eternity. And so that for me is what really brought, wow. um, is that's what I really look forward to in marriage and doing life with my best friend. I love her so much. Um, she is really yeah. my, my joy, my delight. And that in itself and seeing her do what she's called to do. And I think even in this day and age, I think Josh, you can attest to it, but putting women back on the pedestal that God had rightfully for them, mm -hmm. you know, and let's saying, hey, you have a voice. You are called to this. And she knows that exactly. but when you have a male figure that pushes yes, you forward in such a way, it sets, it, it messes up the paradigm mm -hmm. of what society says, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this, and women Boy. has always, from the beginning of time, from Genesis, it was women go. that really distinctive, distinctively set out the enemy. Yeah. Women have such yeah. a uniqueness of, of being able to discern and assess when and where the enemy is. And it's always been from the beginning, ever since Eve was able to do it. And I think women, especially in this day of time, is going to play a pivotal role in setting the course for where Christianity so goes. So good, man. And, so and knowing good. that as, as men, knowing as men that we get to play a yes, part, sir. one, of joining alongside them, but also saying, hey, you have a voice. Use it and watching the darkness, um, watching the, the darkness um, retreat would be the most beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, if, if I can if I can just piggyback back on that, because that was that was stupid that was good, first of all. Um but <laughs> second of all, I think it just goes right in alignment with our conversation of rare. You know, of you know, women yeah. are rare. They're a rare breed, Fair. they're a rare species. They're not like us, thank God. <laughs> they're way, you know, they're way smarter, they're way more graceful, you know, they're way more wise than we can be oftentimes. But one of the things that I, that I thought about is just how um, God is a relational God and he puts us in various relationships to showcase his glory. So, you know, as fathers, you know, when I, I look forward to being a father. Like I already know that I'm going to get crazy revelation by God when I become a daddy, you know, as a brother, you know, Jesus is our yes, brother. So there's, there's certain natural relationships that can, can coincide with our relationship with Jesus. But you know, the marriage relationship is a unique relationship in that it showcases the glory of God and his interaction, his interaction with his people. It is in the context yeah. of marriage that we model this is what God is like. He wants to marry. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants you to be his. And so I think marriage is a beautiful for us to showcase that glory God and that side of God. And when people see a holy marriage, when people see a beautiful union in Christ Jesus, they have no other option but to say, okay, I need to know your God. Because if he's like this, yeah. I got to know him. 
And so even even with right. even with Man, as it so relates good. to just our position in our wives' lives is like we see Jesus as the bridegroom, right? I, and I honestly think that's yeah. one of his favorite titles. Like, you know, he has thousands of titles, but I think he, I think that's one of one of his most favorite um, titles, just because he's yeah. he's able to speak into his bride, the church, yeah. and release the church to do the work of God in the earth, right? The church is the beautiful mechanism. It is the avenue, it's the vehicle for world transformation. The world will change through the local church, the bride, right? And so it's the same thing as, yeah. as us being bridegroom, we're in the opportunity to position our bride for, for world transformation, right? We are literally connecting ourselves with world changers, beautiful queens and princesses of, of the Most High. These are, this is, right, we're, we are that bridegroom that can speak into the life of the church and activate yes, her sir, into her bro. destiny. You know, and, and even my yeah. wife is about to release some, um, I'm talking like some dope stuff that, like, it's like, I wish I thought about some of the things that she's about to step into. Like, like seriously, <laughs> I'm not just gassing this to gas, like, but she's really, she's literally stepping no, I know. into, like, I this week she's no, releasing you. things that are going to be disruptive and change industries. And so, like, literally, I've just, you know, I'm a graphic designer, so I'm literally just in all, like, design graphics and websites and all types of stuff. And I'm like, I, I get yeah. to be a part of history, <laughs> you know? And so I get to speak and I get to, yeah. you know, she asks, do you think this is going to do this? Do you think it's going to be good? Do you think people are going to like it? And I get opportunity. That's a window of opportunity as a bridegroom to say, not, you know, this is going to change the world. This is going to be amazing. And then, you know, just to see that light in the eyes, just activate that go for it. So uh, it's definitely a rare, beautiful opportunity for sure. Yeah, my goodness, dude, both of y'all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think the I think the greatest thing, like for me, is just watching her flourish is like you just hit it on the nail. That watching, like, just getting to sit back and watch her flourish, though. Like, you know, like, it could be, like you said, when you when, they, when she asked them questions, like, babe, what you think? Should you, you think I should go for it? Or what you, you know, what you thinking? And then you have the opportunity to make a decision because God's giving you the revelation to make it and help them out in the way that they should go. You know what I mean? And help them out to be there for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be able to want to answer that question and being able to want to be there. And then when when they like it's just like when they hear it and they process it and they go and do it and they like just thriving, bro. And like you just see them thrive, it'd be like my goodness. Like just this year, I think for me and uh my fiance Shalay love her to death. My boot, what's up, girl? <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> just since like uh you know February and just seeing how like we've grown so much to where like if we didn't make right decisions, bro. The pandemic would have been sure. hitting different for for us, you know what I'm saying? Or hitting different in yeah. a different way. But just because God moved, told us to move at a certain time and a certain season, we was the first. Like it was like, oh my goodness! It's like now, I don't, you know, I believe, you know, God. Like now, everybody's like getting there, and it just, I, I'm like, man, look, God has called us to be wealthy, healthy, thriving, striving, dominating in yeah. this time. It is not time for us to play the backseat to nobody. We are not the backseat. We are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are the lender and not the borrower. You this time for the seasons are, are about to change. Come now, on. You know what I mean? So for me, 
I'm just in the mode where it's like, you know, I'm I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it. It ain't can't I was like, man, I can't speak mm-hmm. from nothing else, like from everybody else and everybody's point of view. The weirdest thing, um, and then I'm gonna finish because this is this is definitely about what we're talking about. But the weirdest thing in this time is to be sure of a thing, and then and in a week from now you watch something and you that sure of a, that thing you were sure of it becomes a little dicey. Then the week after that it becomes a little bit more dicey. Then by by the month or so that thing that you were so sure of on that first day is now not being assured of anymore. So now what do you do to make sure you stay assured of a thing? Is that you keep nurturing it yeah. every day and you try to build a relationship on it every day. And as much as I'm super busy with the business, especially in a time like now, you know, and I've been super tired, but I've still tried my best to make a priority to do something like with my fiance and we're gonna do something to go debate, wait, what you want? What ideas? And sometimes it's dicey, but that's relationships, you guys. You go through stuff and it's not like you go through like bad stuff all the time that's what people want to make it seem like but it's like no you guys like we she posted pictures of me from a birthday the other day and it was just pictures we had from like 2014 15 six, and i was like man we've been together for six years oh my goodness and josh you talk about it all the time like bro it feel like two years or seven like bro we sit we the thing that grows us in awe is the fact that we be like babe we've been together for six years yeah. like what when did the time go and it's just been such a beautiful and fun ride. And I think for me, it's just watching her flourish, be everything she could possibly be, be her, here for her, support her in every way. I told her I look forward to just being mm-hmm. the man of the house and being there for her in every way and watching her flourish. I look forward, I look forward to just mowing my grass, man. I look forward to small things. I look, I look forward to stuff like that. Um, and like you said, we talked about the simple things earlier. Like, And that's the thing it is, guys. Life is nothing but just yes. simplicity enjoy it and the problem is we want to over we want to oversimplify everything and we want to enjoy things that's that's like not really as simple but man when you when life hit different when family members become sick and family members begin to pass away and things like this been happen and i'm knowing people that has the coronavirus then recover i know a guy i'm praying for my dude for real man that had his almost his whole family in the, in the hospital for the coronavirus and end up losing a lot of his wow. family members in the hospital man end up losing his mom one week his father the week after that wow. he lost his brother just not too long ago and a guy that i knew from growing up in church so it's like mm-hmm. this stuff is hitting different and it's hitting real when you get into it so now it's like what's stripped back simplicity and what's the rare thing mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. innate about you yeah you know that's... so the biggest thing that strips us all back is yes simplicity. yes and can i say one one thing rolla yeah, I say um, even what you were saying, just taking the time to spend time with her, showing her her value, how you value mm-hmm. her. Um, we ju- we're going through marriage counseling right now, and we just got done reading the five love languages. Yes. And man, that is a beautiful book. I, I yeah. encourage everyone to yeah. read it, but it, it really just brought forward just ways that I would have never thought to love her that I thought I was doing well in, but there's like, it talks about dialects. If you guys have read it, it talks about dialects of each primary mm-hmm. love language and how there's such intricate ways that you get to showcase and love her and encourage her and, and just exude that, that, um, that coming together in such a way. And I think, I think 
that book, especially when you talk about relationships, that book is pivotal to to um, to carry on with a healthy relationship, being friendships or a marriage. Yeah. No, now that you're dead on. I'm just like, you know, you guys be taking me off into another. Y'all ever be listening to somebody and then they say one thing and then I end up going. See, that's, yeah. that's my problem. It's my baby. Y'all be over, babe, you don't listen, babe. I'm like, babe, I did. You yeah. said something. You said one thing and I was thinking about that one thing and then you said something else. I, I, I was still on the one thing. I didn't make Ooh. it to the other three thoughts you had, babe. I'm sorry, babe. I love Ooh, you. I, I love you, babe. I love you. But you know, and that's the thing, it's just you just have those moments and you just have fun. But at the same token, it's like you gotta grow, you gotta constantly grow, constantly nourish something. If you want something to flourish, you yes. gotta constantly nourish it. She like you know what I mean? That's that's what she's gonna always tell me to the day we die, whatever the case is. We gotta really, hey baby, we gotta yeah. nourish it. So we gotta true. nourish it. I'm like, I got so you, true. babe, got you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know exactly what that mm-hmm. means when she say it too. We, yeah. hey, we gotta nourish it. All right, <laughs> got you. Got you. Time to nourish it. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. My bad, so my bad. True. You know. Um, but Love you, dude, for that, for sure, man. And then um, I've got maybe like a few more because I really want to get to my last one because it's kind of fun. But I also got one more okay. serious one. Um, I guess with, with all of the uh, stuff that just happened with Ahmaud Arbery and uh, the shooting and, and the violence and all of that stuff, us three being young black Christians, like, you know what I mean? How do we assess to this time and how do we assess? Because now in, in this walk now, you got to assess yourself <laughs> as, you know, we, we believers, mm-hmm. right? And then we're all supposed to be under the same spirit, the same body, right? But then it seems to be that, you know, we have skin colors mm-hmm. now. Because after God created us, he gave us just skin. Like, you know what I mean? After we was born in this world, he just put some skin on us. You know, that's just what he did, you know? So it's just sometimes we have to, like, I think, like, how do we go about, because I know a lot of people had questions about separating, like, your blackness and your Christianity. And how does those two coincide? And as well as the other community, whatever the case is. But in my and just in just in like the black community, like it seemed like sometimes there's a divide between black community versus the church and vice versa. And why can't these two sometimes I think in a situation like now, what would you guys say to this movement or what would you guys say to the the recent recent tragedy that just happened? And how could this elevate us or whatever the case? Um, And Josh, yeah, 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 no. it's definitely a, a critical time we're, we're living in. Um, really, the last um, decade, decade plus, have been um, critical just to the, the conversation of race and um, our, our interactions with, within uh, ethnicities. So, um, one of the things that I think about often, in, and it even goes into this conversation of being rare and our unique makeup identity is the fact that that our Christian life is not compartmentalized. It's not in a box. It's not like yeah. we're not Christians on Sunday and then when we step out of our Sunday morning worship experience, we stop being Christian. And, like, and then our Christianity turns it right back on in our midweek service or our small group, whatever. Like we're, we're not just Christians when it deals with church stuff. You know, our our relationship with God should bleed over into every aspect of our lives, down to the, the things that we eat. Our diet should be based upon our relationship with God, our relationships, our the things that we like to do, the, the way that we we play and the way that we rest, the, you know, all those things it should yeah. should have the fingerprint of my of God. 
and uh, that's another conversation for another day too but um i say that to say <laughs> that even as it deals with my race you know um and, and the one the easiest ways for me to relate it is kind of like my last name right so my last name holds a certain characteristic to it like the macmillan name there's there's so much attack attached to me being Macmillan. I have a history, have a family history. Um, my family has a culture. We have a way of doing yeah. things. It's, it's, there's certain things that we say. There's a certain language that Mac, Macmillans use. There's certain things that we hit, like historically, right? Historically, we are cowboy fans. We were always cowboy fans. Whether we win five more ever, I'm I, sorry. I know. I, I I'm know. Sorry. I know, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, my I, God. I, I, <laughs> Ain't no shame about it, you know what I'm saying? I know, I know, bro. Who that? Don't keep going, though. Hopefully Drew Brees gets one before he he gets out of town. But um, but anyway, so yeah, so like there's there's a unique that the Macmillan last name carries. And that's something that I embrace. I love being a Macmillan. I love everything. I love the way we dance at Christmas time. I love the music. We we jam to, you know, old uh, uh, jazz, smooth jazz. It's just something about Macmillan's. And so that's something I embrace. And, and I carry that over even into my culture as far as being a black man. I love black things. I love black people. I love the black culture. Um, and within embracing the black culture, there's just certain plights that we deal with um as african americans and so that's just it's just the truth of that the reality is the honest reality is this the 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 world that we live in has certain discrepancies and and certain oppressions against the people that i am connected with right and so that yeah has the fingerprint of God on it. Like that my Christianity includes my plight and my oppression, you know, as a black man in America. And so I can't separate I can't separate Christ and a Macmillan and I also can't separate being a Christian and black either. You know, it's it it's just I, I can't do that. And so uh, I think it's important to have this conversation and include God into the dialogue of the oppression of of black people and the oppression of exactly. God is a God of justice. You know, he's the God that longs to make yeah. wrong things right. And so we have to include him in this conversation and we, we have so to be good. truthful. So, so we have good. to be honest. We also have to be graceful as well. Like, like I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Black people are absolutely oppressed in America, um, yep. and we we suffer under systematic oppression and racism. But at the end of the day, I do have to have grace to have recognize that this is the this is the work of the enemy um, from the foundation of the earth. Evil was introduced through sin. Um, through we lived through sin and. You know, I have to pray for my oppressors. I have to have grace for my oppressors. I don't judge racist people. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't judge the the system. Why? Because I understand that it it is it delivers us from um, evil. And um, you know, I'm gonna hold people to the fire. You know, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say, hey, no, this is right. This is wrong. But you know, we have to have open yeah. dialogues and open conversations. So. Uh, it's a really tough. Yeah, uh, we're re- in a really tough place in America, and I, and I honestly don't think we're going to 
um, move away from this place, you know, I think it's only going to get more and more yeah. uh, critical and the, and the climate of America is going to get even more and more divisive until we sit down and, um, and we have these raw, honest conversations. We just have yes, to ask because people, yeah. people want to sugarcoat it and just be like, you know, God doesn't see color. God, all he sees is blood. All he sees is red. I, and I understand that, but he also sees uniqueness too. He also sees the unique ways that we're that yeah. we're created. And so we just have to sit down and just get everything on the table and have these tough conversations. That's true. You have yeah. to be willing to have them. Wow. Um, my turn? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Josh, that was good. I don't even know what to say, honestly. <laughs> that was... For real. I <laughs> That's think, important. I think... Um, so, I don't know... If, Josh, if you know this, I think we're just meeting each other, but uh, my fiance is white. And so um, since I was a young boy growing up in Lake Charles, seeing racism Mm -hmm. at hand, I wanted to show the world that that greatness can reside on Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. sides, that together that we can that we can rise up with such an influence and show young people or show our generation, our nation, that the two can coexist and bring Absolutely. forth glory and bring forth a power to emulate God's yeah. God's glory yeah. to our nation for his to and so and so but being a black male in this time mm-hmm. is tough. It's tough, especially when you see yeah. what just transpired this recent week and to know that this happened days ago like they say 72 days and so and so to know it hurts it hurts but i think it's a way of of similar to nehemiah that the enemy is just trying to get us off our ladder every time when we think we're 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 kind of like going, moving forward with days or months, and not hearing a story, then something was like that. Something was surface, and, and it's a way of seeing. Okay, will you come down? And we have to know that. Hey, we're doing a great work. We're pushing forward. Yeah. You know, we. It's going to be up to our generation to to break the chains that previous generation struggled to do it. You know, yeah. Hate doesn't hate doesn't defeat hate. Killing doesn't defeat killing. It only it only adds to it. Only adds fuel to the fire. But what does love cast out all? Absolutely. You know, love Absolutely. washes yeah. away all. And so and so and so in the time where there's despair and, and angst and people want to divide, we have to come back and join together. And that happens in the place of community and in the place of prayer. Prayer is what activates is what activates the the very strength and core of of our being to transcend the darkness that is around us. You know, it's that it's that very um, you can say like force field that can push away the darkness or the terrors. And I think I think Jesus said it perfectly on the cross: "God forgive them, for they do not know what they do." And some of the some some racist people have no idea why they're racist, 
And if you ask them, they'll say, wow. oh, it's because my mom said this. Oh, it's because I saw how my parents acted. They have no reason to do what they do. Some of them don't even do it. They just do it because it's what they saw or what they taught. And psychologically, that's how it works. And so, and so when you do that, yep. when you know that, it gives you, I think when you do that, it shows you the inaccuracy of the enemy. There's always a tone that that follows that that follows despair. There's always a tone that follows anger. There's always a tone that follows um, killing or murder, whatever. There's always a tone, and the enemy isn't perfect. And so there were he will always leave yeah. something out of line for us for um, for us to see. But it's only as as scripture says, the just will see it. And it's the very thing that if we align our eyes with God, that he will show us the the inaccuracy of the enemy that we can pinpoint in the place of prayer to see true change. And so it's only in that way that we see true change, but we have to align our eyes on Christ. And and of course we want to retaliate and of course we want to see vengeance but vengeance belongs to God. He brings forth but if we stay close yeah. to him he says that he will wipe away every tear that the holy spirit he delights in bringing forth his comfort his care you know Uh-oh. and as we draw close to him he draws close to us and when we draw close together that there's nothing that can divide us. There's nothing that can divide us. And once we can get our people to understand that, to wake up and know that, then then yes, it will come in due season, but but we will know and we will stand firm in how we react to those things. And Man. prayer is the very way that we that we diminish the inaccuracy of the enemy over our lives. Man, man, man. Y'all boys are something else. <laughs> Y'all boys, something else. man. Like you, I be like, what? man, these boys is good, boy. I tell you one thing, hey, these boys is good. These are my brothers, man, for sure. But dude, like y'all don't. That's all of that. Yes, it's like you guys. It's almost like, man. At the end of the day, I be just on some real, real base. I, I sometimes like you know, I can we have, I have, we have tons of deep discussion. Put it like this, all of us, where we could just dive deep, like super, super go. But like. I want to rear back to sometimes just being yeah. practical and the simplicity. And look at this part. If right is right, then wrong got to be wrong. You know, and it's like certain stuff like that. Like, and then who who funnels your right and who funnels your wrong? Yeah. You know, like what what is like who tells you, hey, that's right. Who tells you that's wrong? Like, and in that sense of there is like, got to have some relationship. Got to have a different relationship. And that's regardless, that's across the board. That's any denomination. Hey, across the board, you got to have a relationship with uh, Jesus. And you got to have a, a nurtured relationship. So now relationship don't mean like, oh, my God, I don't like the Bible. Oh, my God, it's so boring. Oh, my God. No, I'm talking about like, no, you need to have a relationship to where you nurture yourself because you got to grow yourself. Jesus is only going to show you yourself. He only going to mirror, like you're going to see yourself in, in a better version of yourself when you start to yeah. learn about Jesus. You're not going to see the condemnation. You're not going to see the conviction. You're not going to see all of these different things, but you're going to see like Jesus is only going to show you a better version of yourself. And it's up to you to embrace. Do I want that change or do I not? You know what I mean? It's up to you to make that switch. It's like, all right, do I want to listen to what he's saying 
because like normally what he's saying is not too far away from probably what you already feel natural and most comfortable of doing with yeah. anyways you know like i always hear isaac and i think Lino. they always talk about how and my brother ryan they always talk about how with peter you know what i mean like he out there uh jesus uh peter out there fishing wasn't catching nothing so all of a sudden peter ended up catching a multitude of fish when jesus got there but the, the story of the thing was peter was always a fisherman jesus didn't take him from what he wasn't doing already so then jesus said i want to make you a fisherman of men so he didn't say hey like you know what i mean change what you're doing change your fisherman i don't want you to be a fisherman no more don't retire that retire your idea of being a fisherman retire jesus didn't say that jesus said no no no. you keep doing being a fisherman and while you continuing to be a fisherman i want you to be a fisherman yeah. of men and, and then don't you let nobody or nothing change that thought of who you are and what you can do with what you're doing like it's like something it's just something that you can naturally do though you know just a small innate ability and just give it that and what that has to do with what i'm talking about is it's like yo you don't have time to be worried about racism what is y'all doing out here <laughs> b <laughs> if you worried about your plan and your purpose how can racism even be in your in your nature to think about it? you don't have the time of day to like think about being that way to somebody of a different color yo like you know just saying it for me you know me i'm real so that's just how i feel sometimes like yo like we, what are we doing like if we have the foundation we had a father in us and we have some type of love we have some type of foundation i mean my god just some type of foundation that's built on something you know built on what we're talking yeah. about you'll be able to withstand you'll be able to trample upon and you'll be able to have convers the tough conversations like josh said and then you can be able to set new victories like trey's about to do so i think that all of these things are just an avenue of having a strong core foundation yeah. And we're getting back to the to the simple thing of what we was talking about earlier today. Like just, you know, we're a couple dudes that's built on Jesus died and rose up from the grave. And he rose up. And if you believe in that, you should not perish and have everlasting life. So once that move is happening, you're like, okay, so now what I'm supposed to do? You know, it says, you say it in the prayer all the time. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So your idea is to bring heaven yeah. to earth. You know, so now you have a whole disruption. There's no racism in heaven. Guess what? There's not going to be any racism in earth. Why? Because you're here. Um, there's no poverty in uh, heaven. So guess what? There's no poverty in earth. Why? Because you're here and you have Jesus inside of you. And so wherever Jesus went, he made things better, regardless of what people say or whatever they want to put on Jesus. Wherever Jesus walked around, he made situations yeah. better. You know, he drew crowds because he made things better. And they said, and then uh, Jesus said, the same power that I have, I give to you also you know what I mean so now we walk around with the same authority to wherever our foot tread upon we make things yeah. better and I think that that's the biggest thing out of what we're saying here today guys man I'm gonna go ahead and uh I was just kind of like just nutshelling both of y'all conversations real fast because y'all was going and you guys are some beasts um and I appreciate you guys for, for sure, coming bro man I really want to get into this last discussion because Josh you went to you went to Stephen Furtick's church and you went to Elevation and Trey, you got uh, Michael Todd just calling <laughs> y'all or whatever like that. And Beck, I don't know what kind, what kind of relationship y'all got going on. You got Mike, Michael Michael Todd with the best seller book yes. out right now. You know what I'm saying? Relationship goals, go get it. We talking about relationships. Go get the relationships goals. Shout out to that. You know, when you got a kingdom guy that's doing what he's doing, paving the way the way he's paving it, for him to be number one is a yeah. victory. You know what I mean? Like, what in the world? Like, the church, we're making some big we victories, are. though. You know, Kanye West, big victory. We'll take it. 
you know, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then now you got this. But, man, I wanted to just talk to y'all. I just wanted to see what you guys think about, uh, Josh, what you think about Stephen Furtick's experience, and Trey, what you think about just Michael Todd and his movement, and then we're done because, you know, this podcast probably the longest. But if people rock with me, they own here. Trust me, they for own sure, here. For sure. So, anyways, Josh, go ahead and talk about it, brody. Josh? Hello? No, I'm just missing. <laughs> Josh? Oh, man. We lost Josh. We might have lost, lost my guy, Josh. Josh. We might have lost John. Well, Trey, what's the deal? How you feel about the Michael Todd situation, man? And then we go, we're gonna probably wrap it up after this. But how you feel about what Michael Todd is doing and yeah. everything like that? I um, think what type of movement oh, he's got bro, going on. It is it's phenomenal. All right. I don't have the words. I think Becca could better explain it because she's been with him since day one. And so she's seen the lows of lows and she's watched him as God has taken him to his greatest heights, you know? And so, but looking from coming or looking from afar, it's it's phenomenal to see a young African-American male being used in such a way, in such a time as this, and which we would have never thought it would be like, you know? But to see one, as we were talking about before, one who is rare to himself, that holds true to his core, I think, I think it just shows that God is God uses those who will say yes to Him, and those who continue to humble Himself and walk in humility, God will take to the greatest heights, and He will bring you forward with people of of, of great standards, you know. It's basic scripture, but a lot of times you look for the most dramatic parts of scripture and underlie the basic sense. As we and as we've been talking about, the simple forms of scripture that and it's the very thing that God used as an enablement to propel you forward, you know? And so to see what he's doing, to see that he's sticking to the vision that God has given him, that he is continuing to be innovative and even in times like this and how he is using what God is putting inside him for others to for others to experience. You're seeing such such favor come upon his life and that is God just saying, I'm going to bless you. Yes, I'm going to bless your, your willingness to be used by me and only the heavens is the limit, not the sky, but the heavens is the limit because once you give yourself to God, scriptures say he opens up, he opens up the gates of heaven and pours out blessings that no man can shut down, you know? And so only the heavens is the limit because he is giving himself to the Lord to be used for his glory. And so, and so I'm, I remember one story Man. Becca told me that before he even started, he would say, he will always say, um, like one day I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have people bless me with clothes. Like people going to want me to rock their clothing. And that is now like that, those prayer, those prayers and things he declared years ago, or, or we are seeing a harvest of it now, you know, tons of people. Um, tons wow. of people, um, a member of the church, Jonathan Stanton, shout out Lord Primo. Everybody go out, support him, his business. You don't want to, like he has the not the raddest clothes out right now, the nicest clothes. But like people wanting to, to for him to wear their clothes, their article of clothing, 
but it was prayers and things that he believed and prayed for years ago, which shows you that prayers are deathless. Prayers never die out. They always outlive the intercessor and you will always see a harvest in due season. And so the prayers and things that he prayed for years ago to have the influence to impact the nation, to see transformation for the, for the, for the glory of Christ, those prayers and those things, as Becca has even told me, is the things that you are seeing a harvest of now, but it was the things that no one saw years ago that prprepare him for now and so i think yeah. i think that's the i think that's the greatest thing that's good. I, love, Amazing. i love pastor mike i love pastor natalie i love yeah. pastor brenda and tommy his parents and and it's just it's beautiful to see what god is Man. doing in in an incredible family bro Man, love it, dude. He is killing it. I am enjoying it. I know it's like, like I knew it was real when I got on that that uh twelve o'clock uh prayer yeah, one time. She's and he had his mama on there. Ooh, she had that old, <laughs> that old black mama gospel southern back. Like boy, she preached from the fires from under the bleachers. I said, oh lord, they gonna be all right over there. They gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. I say, man, mm -hmm. this dude is yeah. like, like that's the foundation though. That's what I'm talking about. Like that. Just the foundation propels. I'm, I'm back, man. So Josh, the devil tried to take man, me out. We got back him on back. here. We got him back, Trey. <laughs> we got him back, man. But like, just briefly, just discuss like your experience yeah, going yeah, to yeah, Stephen yeah. Church so, and what um, the movement you know, he's got I, going I on over there. All, echo uh, much of what Trey was saying. Absolutely spot on. Um, one of the one of the things that I enjoyed. Uh, encountering and experiencing when I went to uh, Elevation was that same mindset like like don't get it twisted both of them are dope both of them are swaggy they are genius they are innovative they are creative but at the end of the day they got that oil like you you can't like you cannot take away the foundation that <laughs> Christ is represented yep. in a powerful way in their yep. ministry. God moves, the Holy Spirit is evident. Like you may you see you see the lights, you see the LEDs, you see the cameras, you see all of this, you see the big buildings, but God is present. Um and so I yep. love their commitment to uh make sure that God's presence and his spirit is active and and alive and he's moving. Um, and just to see, you know, that that uh, Stephen, Pastor Stephen is fully committed um, that he will do anything short of sin to see those who are far from God come close. And um, like, yeah. you know, they, they're truly committed. He, he's so wise and he's so. Um, and I, I love even down and I, I know Pastor uh, Mike Todd does this as well, but like even down to um, him opening up his sermons, like he'll he'll bring people into the conversation. Hey, does this work? Is this whack? Is this cool? Like, does this make sense? Is this clear yeah. to you? Like, like these are these are cats yeah. who are you know these aren't like you know running the mill preachers. These are preachers on huge platforms, giving opportunity for those who are around them 
to speak into their voice and to help them yeah. um, clarify it and to speak into the earth. And so like that, that, that's, that takes yes. a certain level of humility. You know, some people like, oh, I got it. You know, I got level. the word of God in my belly. Uh-uh. You know, I'm not going to let anybody touch this because this got to be pure and unadulterated. <laughs> like, like, you know, God has literally put people and they, and they give so much credit to those who are around them for their success. They, you know, there is, there is no I and team. They, they recognize that yes they may be the very head they may be the vessels that god are using but it does not come without people who you know it's the scotty pippins and and it's the people that the, those who um compliment <laughs> the gifting of them as you know yeah. visionaries and so i just love you know uh, humble they are and um how creative they are i love uh, you know pastor pastor is a preaching machine as well as michael todd um and uh yeah so i mean just just kind of some of those really impressed me when i was there yeah yeah, yeah man yeah hey. man i appreciate you dude that's all y'all had those experiences and uh man first off just thank y'all again Shouting out some kingdom people. Stephen Furry, y'all go follow Elevation Worship. Shout out Michael Todd and that family. Trey, I'm at Victory, church, Victory at? Church, church with on? Pastor Paul Doherty. Phenomenal preacher. Yes, yes. Shout yes. out to Pastor Paul Doherty. Love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, shout out. I am, uh, shout out. What's here up? What's, in what's... Houston, Texas at Harvest Time Church, uh, Bishop Shelby Baby. Uh, and I've I've been I've been at this church since I was six years old, y'all. <laughs> and so wow. I'm 28. So over two decades yeah. serving this ministry. Obviously, I, I left for a while to youth pastor in Mississippi uh, with, with my spiritual father, Bishop R.J. Matthews. Shout out Columbus, Mississippi. Um, but even him, I met him at my home yes, church sir. now. So, you know, it's always been family. So we're, we're here serving uh, uh, Harvey Simon Church here and uh, having a blast. Yeah. Come on. Man. Man, love it. Love it, man. Shout out to New Life Church International. I hear Dr. Norman Townsend. Yes, my yes. guy. He's on my podcast. Yes, the man. You guys go check that out. What's up with that's, adversity? That's the uh, dude. You know, Mr. Juice Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Juice Nugget. Face man. Man, shout out to that man. And then also, you know, like I've had, I had the opportunities and privilege to play for people like Bree Babino. Uh, go get her album to encounter. I had the yeah. opportunity to play for Jabari Johnson before. Uh, we made a moment in worship, spontaneous worship, and now it's a song that he just released when he came out here for it's over. So it's crazy. Fixed fight is out now with Jabari Johnson. Then of course my man Ty Delaney for sure. Y'all go check out all of his stuff. He's blazing. Same thing with that guy. Like literally, like Todd used to like ride in my car all the time, and we used to talk. And everything he said is happening yeah. for him now, so it's super dope. Um, just to see it in fruition the way they said it was gonna be. So I never like be like, man, these dudes and got up there, but no, it's like, man, these dudes got everything that they prayed for, and that's a beautiful sight. Um, so thank you guys for being on here. What's up with being rare? We discussed some other issues. Josh yeah, Miller, you can go follow him at Josh Dante. Uh, Dante is it underscore? You can go follow at, my boy Trey. What Trey Celestine? I think <laughs> I should know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all go keep up with my people, man. They, they two dope human beings, and they deserve to be kept up with. I love to see it, and I love.